This is a CBC Podcast. It's not all rainbows when it comes to education in Saskatchewan. People rallied outside the Catholic School Division in Saskatoon yesterday, including Honey Constant Inglis. As someone who is Indigenous and queer, it's extremely important to be here, even though I do work closely with the GSES. It's just for so long, even for myself, if it's a lot safer to be closeted, and I know a lot of people in my life who are still closeted, because a lot of people look down on our pride and our, our inane ability and our spirit, and I just don't think um, it's right to just see me quiet and stand alone. So I'm out here in the rain with all my family and friends to be here uh, in support. Of course, our youth that are still in the school system and we're not asking anyone to change their morals right now, but just be open that we are here and we're existing and we will continue to exist. That's one of the people outside the offices of the Catholic School Division in Saskatoon yesterday, there to protest a dictate sent out by the division to school principals, telling them to make sure students skip the rainbow tent at the local children's festival. Education Minister Dustin Duncan was asked about that yesterday. I think that uh, certainly I believe that um, while you know, our teachers and our schools play an important role, um, Parents are the most important people in their children's lives, and so they have to be a part of these very, uh, in some cases, sensitive conversations and be more involved in terms of uh, deciding what is uh, the appropriate time and the appropriate context and the appropriate place to be having these conversations. So again, it, this is not to say that um, that uh, if, if parents want to take their children to the children's festival and take part in all of the uh, activities, including, including the rainbow, I don't think anybody's saying that not to do that, just that as a part of a school function, that this is a, a conversation that needs to involve the parents first and foremost. And, and certainly that is a, a view that, uh, that I agree with um, as a Minister of Education and as a parent. That's the Education Minister, Dustin Duncan. For more on this and the election next door, we've reached our political panel. Adam Hunter covers politics for CBC Saskatchewan and Marie Mandrick writes a political column in the Regina Leader Post. They join us every week at this time. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Adam, what's the latest on this issue in Saskatoon? Well, you heard from the minister there, and that was uh, someone we hadn't heard from th- during this controversy. Uh, yesterday after, at the rally, uh, the superintendent, uh, Tommy Key, who sent the directive, met with the protesters and said, you know, uh, we love you. What trust has been broken. I know you're angry. He mentioned the hundreds of emails and, and messages that the school division himself had received from people there and, you know, vowed to continue the conversation, uh, which is in line with, uh, you know, the second email that came out that from from the school division. The director of education spoke very briefly uh, with the protesters protesters outside and a lot of them there as you heard uh, not satisfied they, they were asked hoping for a public apology they want you know some more measures taken by the Catholic school division there and uh, at this point it, it's not clear where this goes but this came to a head yesterday and as you heard as well we had the Minister of Education also in the city uh, making an announcement and he weighed in as well so I'm sure the the follow from this will continue the minister mentions parental choice there Murray but it wasn't the parents who decided this right it was the school division absolutely where where was the parental choice when the initial order was given to 
not take the kids there. Absolute weasel words from Dustin Duncan. Uh, kind of disgusting, to be honest with you, in the context of this being uh, Pride Month and and the, the message that the government should be sending. They had an ample opportunity to show leadership here and still do. Scott Moe can go to uh, Pride Parades this week. Ministers can go to Pride Parades this week. Instead, we are getting the message that somehow the right thing to do is to leave it up to the parents. Nope. Your kids are in the in charge of uh, uh, schools are in charge of your kids for six hours a day. I get that there's a significant conflict when we have a, a public education system that uh, that funds a specific religion, as the separate school uh, system is, according to the very creation of this, the act that very created this province. But that said, we live in modern times. We need to wait, find ways to negotiate and work our way around these things and having Dustin Duncan say that it's a parent's choice and no one's telling them to stay away from the tent absolutely wrong Mr. Hickey did the right thing the uh, the thing that represented leadership in this by basically suggesting that we made a mistake and we want to acknowledge that publicly might not have been the complete and total message from Greater Sask- uh, Saskatoon Schools, but it was certainly a start. The Minister of Education representing all people in the province and all people that go to or that send their kids to schools or otherwise did the wrong thing. Adam, what is the minister doing when it comes to money for those classrooms? Yeah, this is something we expected. Uh, The minister and the premier hinted at this uh, in the last few days of the sitting, saying that there was going to be a cash injection for enrollment increases. So yesterday there was an announcement of $20 million for class size and composition. There had been a committee that was struck a number of months ago where we hadn't really heard what that committee was recommending and what the money was needed for that. So $20 million for that and then $20 million for enrollment increases. That's obviously not split evenly across all the school divisions. Most of that money, or I should say, you know, more of a higher percentage of that money is going to Saskatoon and Regina, the big school divisions, because they have, uh, you know, more students. But uh, this is money that the the school divisions had asked for, the SDF had asked for. But yesterday, the, the Teachers Federation saying this falls well short of what's needed in classrooms. That this is a meeting inflationary, uh, meeting up to inflation, and that it, the government needs to add a zero. That was never really going to be the case. Uh, the government never signaled that they were going to add, you know, a significant sum of money, even $40 million is a lot, but not in the context of what the SDF and the school divisions have been asking for with school divisions talking about cuts, even with some of the money they're expecting to come in. Murray, what are you watching for next on this issue? Well, more money, to be honest with you. It's a good start. Uh, Obviously, that... There was a loud message coming from the 3,000 teachers that protested uh, at the legislature uh, a month ago, and, and, and I'm hoping the government got that message. But all that said, no, no, uh, I think more has to be done, and more has to be uh, done in a, in a reasoned way to uh, uh, address this much bigger problem. Uh, like... The other story that we're talking about this morning in education, it's a half measure. And and at least this time, there seems to be acknowledgement that, that, that there was a problem here and that the government's addressing it. But it's not really fully addressing it. It's not taking full responsibility. Uh, again, I hope to hear more. Uh, we have a billion-dollar surplus. There's no particular reason why we shouldn't hear more. Adam, there's a new government next door in Alberta. What's the reaction been here in Saskatchewan? The, it's been supported from Premier Scott Moe, who uh, you know backed uh, Daniel Smith and the UCP bef- uh, a couple weeks before the election, saying that the the party most closely aligned with the Saskatchewan party in the government on many issues. Uh, he's we're about to work together with her. 
We heard this week from uh, former Premier Brad Wall and others who, who expect the, the two governments uh, to work together in certain issues, specifically when it comes to energy and environmental uh, issues where they have some beef with, with Ottawa and federal government policies. Um, one specifically would be the, the net zero by 2035 pledge. Both Daniel Smith and Scott Moe have said that they're uh, their goal is 2050. So that's a big difference. Um, that's one policy area where you might see some different, some, some, some agreement. And we have asked Scott Mo in the past on, you know, occasions when Daniel Smith has come under some controversy and he's, you know, distanced distance himself from that, basically saying that uh, the, the governments and the parties don't see eye to eye on all issues. They're not the same. So when there are things that come up potentially with, with Daniel Smith, that may be the provincial government doesn't agree with i wouldn't expect them to be completely in lockstep uh just given that you know there is a bit of a narrower majority in in alberta than there has been in the past murray they'd also kicked off some election speculation here in that the governing saskatchewan party gave an update on its mlas uh, and the ones that won't run again what do you make of that well, uh, Daniel Smith is sending this government the wrong messages. <laughs> Perhaps one of the wrong messages is that it would be smart to go early for for uh, uh, for Premier Scott Moe. I don't think he will, or at least not incredibly early. I think this is all about keeping your options open. And to be quite frank, a spring election next spring makes more sense in the sense it doesn't conflict with the uh, municipal elections from a political standpoint. Maybe you can catch the NDP and especially the United Party off guard because they seem to be having having significant organizational problems problems at the constituency and candidate level. Uh, but that said, uh, there is a strong message in um, in the Alberta election that urban and rural are very split. Even in Alberta, they're very split. We obviously knew they were split here. Now, the message is you can still win that way. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure it's reinforced in Saskatchewan, where I think there's even a better chance to carry an election strictly on the rural seats. But that doesn't address your long-term problems, either politically or economically. And the government would be wise to use its spring budget to address those problems. They probably will, but you know how they're going to use it, Steph? They're going to use it for a big tax cut, and that's not really addressing anybody's problems other than my pocketbook. Thanks, Murray. You're very welcome. Thanks, Adam. You're welcome. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.